This week on Face Off Hockey Show, we'll talk about all of the wacky happenings in Chicago. Patrick Kane finally gets a team. The draft is back in the All-Star game. And seriously, no one banged anyone's mom. Allegedly. It's Face Off Hockey Show right now. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The Face Off Hockey Show with Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys, Johnny and Mark with a C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face-Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. And now that you have the music in post, welcome. Uh, I am Scotty Waz. Johnny P is actually uh, on the road again. I am on the road, yeah. He is out and about for family matters, and I don't mean Steve Urkel. Uh, Did I do that? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, Johnny, we had a weekend. We had a weekend we did. for ourselves. It was a long weekend, too. Yeah, this well, is the second homestand where there were long weekends where people wanted to play extra hockey. That's Yeah, if we can get... Is that every weekend for the last three home weekends? Uh, it's at least the last four home games went to overtime. Five, because I remember. the Rochester one went to a shootout, too, that uh, on the Saturday geez. game. <laughs> So, yeah, so we had that, but we also had a good reason for lateness on Saturday because that was this game at the Black Bears night. A fun event. Great turnout, too. Holy crap. There were a lot of people there this year, uh, which was cool. Um, But it's always fun. Always a good time. Scotty Waz put on some skates and got out there. I said if they win, I will go skating, and they won in a shootout. I'm like, God damn, I got to go to my car. Well, the best part was at the end of the game, I come walking off the ice, and Scotty's like, "Does this mean I have to skate?" <laughs> God damn like, it! I don't know. You you said it. And then and then in the midst of skating, I felt like my skate was broken. It's just the fact that I have super flat feet, and the um, and the footbed rose up a little bit, so it felt like I broke uh-huh. through the the uh, arch of my skate. But no, just well, that's feet. good. So you didn't break your skates. No, I didn't, but I should break in my new skates. <laughs> like, in but the... you should, but you have new skates. But I've had new worn. skates that I bought six years ago that I still haven't broken in. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's why I got uh, a pair of Reebok pump skates uh, on uh, eBay. Yeah, nice. They were already broken in. I can give myself a little extra air around the ankles if I need to. <laughs> pump skates, underrated. Underrated, for sure. Green. Uh, little extra ankle support that you didn't know you wanted. Exactly, exactly. Uh, anything else you do during the week aside from uh, the Black Bears games? Um, yeah, did much of nothing on Sunday. I slept for like two hours in the middle of the afternoon. Nice. After after my uh, post game Photoshop skills yeah. got put on display. Oh, so that's that, uh, great. Let's bring this up so for the. Uh, the viewing so public. that we could we could put people into games, <laughs> uh, making the games happen. So yeah, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I didn't do a whole lot uh, outside of hockey, um, and now I'm here. 
Now uh, you're there. So, so yeah. So not a whole lot. Uh, in like two weeks, there's a lot of stuff going on, though. Oh, yeah. It's the holiday season. Lots hey, of stuff. Do you want to prep this story? Uh, sure. So uh, if you follow the pictures on the Face Off Hockey Show Facebook page, or if you follow us on Face Off FOHS Radio on the Instagram, uh, you see that the Black Bears get victory shots when they win games. Well, everybody was very happy. They wanted the shootout. And uh, three of the guys lived together in uh, one house. And uh, two of the guys, the two guys that lived together came down. And uh, they were like arm in arm almost, but like left a little bit of space between between the two people and then uh, we got on the ice for this game with the black bears and uh one of our players came up one of the guys came up to me and asked me if i could uh photoshop uh seabass into the picture well i, I loved your french accent because it was pretty much on on it mark. was yeah I, uh <laughs> yeah uh-huh. uh it, so uh so yeah so that occurred um <laughs> And uh, so I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not great at Photoshop or anything, you know, like I can make it happen. So I just take a random picture of the third person that was in the house. He was not playing that night. Uh, then Scotty and I and Jen go out for a couple drinks and uh, I decided my Photoshop skills were crap. So what I'm going to do is find a clip art of uh, masking tape. Or, uh, or packaging tape. And I'm going to put that on the top of the picture to make it look like we just like paste, like taped the picture in. Yeah. Over top. Um, and uh, the final result, everyone loves. Not going to lie. Yeah, there's the final result if you're li- watching on video. I, I really appreciate if you zoom in at all, you can see like a kid yeah, right, right over John here. Blaise chest yeah. because he was in the background of the, <laughs> of the picture. Which adds game. to it perfectly. <laughs> Um, which is great. Uh, there's a boards coming out of the of uh, a Mills of Brockman's arm. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, and uh, the best part too was that uh, the pictures were so far different when it comes to sizing that I had to make Brockman like forty five percent of the normal size and then cut it. Copy it. It is funny because first off, Brockman, Sebastian Brockman's in the middle, Luca Mel to the left, and and Jeremy Trombley to the right. Um, and Brockman is six six, like one of the tallest kids on our team. Yeah. Uh, and Johnny, a he's got his knees bent, so maybe he's like six five in this picture. But even still, you put him against six shorter than six three Luca Mel and just taller than I think five eleven Trombley. That's fine, because I'm not going to lie. It was like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, no. this and, uh, and I got it as close as possible, because the first time he was like, he took up like half of the picture. Yeah, of course. Like you couldn't see the other two because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Brockman was so big in the picture. I was like, damn it. So I had to like play around with the sizing of it all, and then I... I I just did. I almost did this in MS Paint, which would have been way more fun. But you know what? This is your best work. All the pictures you've taken, this has to be your best work. That is my best. Um, I did. I did figure out on Sunday actually that I have like a 
um, a photoshopping hack that I didn't know about. Uh, apparently, at some point, well, I knew I bought a gaming mouse for uh, for work. But what I didn't realize was the gaming mouse has a button on it that uh, changes the speed that it um, like renders, yeah, clicks and everything. So I can set it on its like slowest speed, and it gives me like insane precision control nice. over the mouse. Um, the mouse that I used on this, no precision control. No. You can tell no. it just just is what it is. But this is exactly um, what should have happened. This is exactly how it should have looked. And from now on, whenever somebody asks me to Photoshop a person into something, this is what's going to occur. It should. So it, it, the precedent, the precedent has now been set. This honestly is, is something that I that I hope the the billet uh, prints out and puts on the mantle because well, it's I wonderful. Sent her, I sent her the picture. Yeah, and she was like, "That is amazing, especially <laughs> with the tape at the top." Um, and the best part too was that like, I don't think. Brockman knew it was happening. So like in the skate, I like walked up to him and I was like, Hey, I need to get a picture of you. Uh, apparently I'm photoshopping you into the victory shots. He's like, All right. So that was what I got. That the two thumbs up pose just like directly in front of me. That's ah, perfect. It's, it's I like, mean, it is beautiful. It's fantastic. It is a wonderful piece of work. I saved it on my phone. You should. You should. That is that's wonderful. It's one of the very few Black Bears pictures I have on my phone. Actually, the the tape the tape makes it perfect. The fact that it's imperfect is perfect. It's wonderful. <laughs> it does. The tape. The best part of the tape was that it already had a transparent background. Even so, better. I just had to like cut around it, and I like copied and pasted it on there, and the background was fine. So <laughs> uh, I did make that. Oh, actually, no, I didn't have to make that different sizes. Um, that was a good size. Nice for the picture already. Wonderful. But yeah, that definitely occurred at two thirty in the morning. Also, yeah, because that was when you were like, "Do you want me to post this now?" And I was like, "I'm not even waiting the twenty minutes to schedule this. I'm <laughs> literally just gonna be like, yep, post now. I'm going to bed.'" <laughs> well, I didn't know if you wanted everything else rolled out at the same time, but it worked out <laughs> perfectly. Um, yeah, I did pretty much nothing. I did. I did proceed to a stack sale have a stack sale that I took part in uh, over the weekend or over the week. I got this uh, Ole Kolzig autograph nice. all the way back here. Look at that. And I got uh, this Cole. Ah, stay on there. This Cole Perfetti patch. Cole Perf you have a lot of Cole Perfetti. I cards. know. Uh, it, well, he's cheap in the hobby, and he's got a lot of cards, so it's a nice patch. And then I got this patch here of Hampus Lindholm, which is a sick four color patch Ooh. auto and the best part about nice. this whole thing not just the patches not just the autograph he's got the messier helmet on <laughs> can't see it but the messier helmet is right there so, nice that's yeah. the uh like extra protection concussion <clears throat> helmet right exactly it's the great gazoo helmet so uh, that was my week and then went down today to do interviews which will appear tomorrow afternoon Nice. Right here. There we go. Uh, some injury news. Sans Muzak, uh, which is fine. Taylor Hall, he's got a knee problem. He is done for the season. Oh. Uh, he is going down, down an earlier round. Noah Cates. Chicago had a hell of a week. Oh, boy, did they. We'll get to them here in a second. Uh, Noah Cates broke his foot. He is week to week for your Philadelphia Flyers. 
Mark Giordano uh, is day-to-day, aren't we all, with a hand injury after blocking a shot. And TJ Oshie's got an upper body injury. He is on the IR. The guy's had it rough the last few years with injuries. Yeah. So I have a feeling that, like, Half of the Capitals roster is just going to retire at the same time. I know, just one big retirement party, and, and GM BM is going to be like, "What the hell? I don't have enough people." Um, but we have eighty-seven thousand dollars, eighty-seven million dollars yeah. in cap. Room. I don't have any people, but look at all this cap space. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Hartman got suspended two games for tripping Alex Debrinket, and somehow, some way, Jacob Truba got a five thousand dollars fine for going oops upside the head on Trent Frederick. You know. How do you get a two-game suspension for tripping a guy? Uh, slew foot. Did you actual like, trip him, or was it like not a stick thing? Slew foot, I think. Uh, well, that, that yeah. does it. Yeah. All right, so Chicago had a fucking week. <laughs> so I'm going to go grab another beer. Go grab another beer. And while I explain this. All right, so he goes out of scene. We can see he's got a nice bedside table right there. Looks great. He's got the Bible down. Oh, now he's back. We were looking at yeah. we were looking at your uh, bedside table and you had the the Gideon Bible there behind you. It's good times. Oh yeah, 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 definitely have a Bible there down the bottom there. Yeah. All right. So Chicago's fucking it up. They uh, so Corey Perry, Corey Perry they're on a road trip I think to Columbus, uh-huh. and then Corey Perry the next night was a mysterious healthy scratch, no reason given. Okay. Then it was put out on Saturday I think that it was uh, Corey Perry will be off of the team an indefinite amount of time due to a team policy. Corey Perry's team said, no, the player left. Player left on his own volition. He did not get sent home by the team. So there's that. Rumors <laughs> rumors abound that the reason why he was sent home was that Corey Perry fucked Connor Bedard's mom. Okay. So saw the whole mom's trip thing. Yeah, it was during the mom's trip, and this whole thing went on and boiled over. Dumbass beat writers like, that's not the story, um, without giving us the actual story. Um, Just baiting clicks and trying to get everyone interested in what they do. Uh, Then they had to have a press conference that could have been an email on Tuesday, where Kyle Davidson's like, all right, listen, Corey Perry left the team because of a team issue. He did not fuck a mom. He didn't say it that way. But yeah, um, you knew what, you, he, was, you knew he, what he was saying, and he said, "I'm yeah. just, I'm disgusted that anybody would assume that." Well, put out the fire first, you trans, a non-transparent asshole. The transparency <laughs> era lasted four months for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, but the, all the all this stuff that they put in place worked very well in yeah. this situation. Great times, being completely, yeah, doing great. Um, was there a cougar involved still? No. Not Even sure. If it wasn't somebody's mom. It was in Columbus. Could be the R bar. Who's to say? We we know the history there. We'll leave it at mm-hmm. that. So it comes out that the reason was when they touched down in Columbus, Corey Perry went away with the team from the team and got into an incident with a team, someone part of the uh, the the team personnel, and then the team was alerted of it and they sent Corey Perry home. The team player, the players were not even notified of what had happened, so That's they don't even know what the hell awesome. is going on. So they're doing great. No veil of secrecy, no tight lip dumb shit. Chicago's just going hard to the paint. Um, so he was put on uh, unconditional waivers on Tuesday. He cleared those, so he's technically his contract will be bought out, and he will be a free agent. So that's all happening. 
no one knows what the case is. You got to figure. I mean, it was it was. They're keeping it in house for now. And someone said, someone mentioned that uh, Aaron, who who is a listener of the show and someone who I follow, I really enjoy following on Twitter, uh, said. Uh, the only reason they're doing this is not because of uh, following the process. It's because Corey Perry has multi-million dollar, uh, multi-million dollar access to lawyers. So what he had to do had to be a fuck up of three point two million dollars over the year for them to want to, you know, get him off the team. Right. So no one knows what's up. We're not going to get the story, unfortunately, because a the Chicago beat writers are dog shit, and um, b. Um, the Chicago beat writers are dog shit. So, oh, national sports writers are dog shit too. Uh, fuck you, Frank Cervalli. Um, but Chicago's just Chicagoing. They lose two of their veterans they brought in, and here we are. Yeah, I kind of really want to find. I mean, I would like to find out more than just. This Great is coats. the bullshit that happened that we kicked somebody off the team, right? Like, it had to have been pretty bad. The I fact guess. that we're going to almost hush money situation between a team, someone who works with a team and a legal situation where Corey Perry doesn't want to talk about it just brings us right back to the whole Kyle Beach situation where they cover it up, they cover it up, and only until there's an actual court document that's public does something get uncovered? Yeah. So, hockey's back, baby. Hockey, hockey's back. We're late November. We finally did it. <sighs> Boy, I don't know what to say. Um, I don't. I don't get it. Who else? Who else but Chicago? Like Edmonton's only dysfunctional on the ice. I mean, so I guess the question that I have though is. Like, did something happen to Corey Perry, or did Corey Perry do something? I'm thinking he did something, because they wouldn't take him off the ice if something got done to him, is what I'm thinking. I mean, I guess so. Like, they wouldn't put him, they wouldn't take him out, send him home, and then put him on un- unconditional waivers if something happened to him. But what, uh, but like, allegedly, you said that the... The story is just oh no no oh, no Johnny's gone. You said that the story was just that uh, he like went with a staffer or something and then according to sources, according to sources. So okay, so, you know how that you know sources are only as good as maybe he got into a bar fight at the I, uh, yeah or the the country bar too or whatever that, that Joe Thornton went to. Well, it does trend with what Theo Fleury did when he was with the Chicago Blackhawks when he got into that bar fight, too. So, it kind of tracks. I mean, I feel like bar fight is a far better uh, situation than, like, sexual assault. Mm -hmm. To be perfectly honest in this situation. So, if it was just a bar fight, I'm fine with it, actually. (laughs) Okay, he got into a bar fight. We have to kick him off the team. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, well. Yep, oopsie poopsie. Apparently, so this is from, all right, I found something. From Hockey Feed, as Johnny goes to get another drink. Um, The hell? Is there dogs out there? What are the dog doing? 
Oh, he's blowing his nose. Of course. I should have known that it was a, a sinus thing. I thought I thought I thought there were I thought there were dogs at the door. <clears throat> no. I didn't get my sinus plaster gum yet. Oh, uh, there you go. Alright, so this is from Emily Kaplan. Um According to sources, an alcohol-fueled incident involving Perry was alleged to have occurred during an event that included sponsors and team employees in attendance. It remains unclear what allegedly took place, who witnessed it, and who reported it to the team. Uh, Blackhawks GM Kyle Davidson said, uh, said that the front office learned about the allegations while in Columbus last week and immediately pulled Perry from the lineup prior to the Thanksgiving Eve game against the Blue Jackets. Uh, Davidson declined to provide any detail about the allegation or subsequent investigation before resulting in termination that was scheduled to be completed on Wednesday, but he did say he didn't fuck anybody's mom. Okay, that's good. So, um, <clears throat> there that we means go. he's out for the third season of Game Changers. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so there you go. It's all done. There, That's so, he just got into that's it. it. That, cut and dry. Yep, cut and dry. That I don't know why Kyle Davidson couldn't just. Somebody say that. else will will bring him on. Yeah, us. We will bring Corey Perry on, <laughs> and we'll have we'll have a segment called "If I Did It," <laughs> sponsored by Jägermeister. <clears throat> uh, Dean Evanson fired in Minnesota after their garbage start. John Hines, uh, part of the NHL Green Initiative for uh, recycling coaches, has been named his replacement. And they get a dub in there in his first game. So, you know, turning the ship. Here we go, baby. Um, <clears throat> the NHL All-Star Weekend has expanded to three, three, three days. Woo! <sighs> Thursday has been at it. Um, and there's some good stuff to it. The PWHL will have a three-on-three showcase on Thursday. Awesome. Okay. Love to see that. And the draft is back, everybody. That's right. The NHL draft is back because we're tired of the damn the divisions. That was bullshit. So we're doing drafting again. Just fucking turn it into Comic-Con, man. Like, honestly, just turn it into a Comic-Con event. Hold it in an arena. Star players fucking sign. And then P- you can have a PWHL showcase. You can have a Young Gun showcase brought to you by Upper Deck. You can have some skills competition. But this, this fucking game's path is due by date. Jesus Christ. The only way that the draft works again is if Trokovi is allowed to be there. <clears throat> and he wants another van for a uh, family in need. That's what we <laughs> fucking, honestly, let's be honest, that's re- the only reason why I'll watch it. Uh, speaking of the PWHL, they'll start their season January 1st. January 1st, they will start um, going head-to-head against the, um, the good old Winter Classic. So timing... Is everything, and they announced the arenas uh, for the, uh, the 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 places, which is always good. You gotta like that. Um, they need to play in arenas. They gotta play in arenas, baby. Um, the TD uh, TD Place Arena, which is the old Ottawa Civic Center, which the uh, Ottawa 67s play at, will be home for the Ottawa PWHL team. Um, ah, oh Christ, why are you not showing me? the rest of it why first off wikipedia well you're doing great with updating all your shit uh the madame center is uh i think the former uh toronto maple leafs or toronto maple leaf uh arena is the um is the yep the former maple leaf gardens is the home of the toronto pwhl team the new york team they'll be playing at total mortgage arena the home of the bridgeport sound tigers in bridgeport connecticut 
Okay. Of course. Why wouldn't Obviously they? Obviously very close to New York. Yep. <clears throat> the Verndon Auditorium uh, will be the home of the Montreal PWHL team. Uh was constructed in 1938, holds 41-14 in the Verdun area of Montreal. In Minnesota, nice. the XL Energy Center, home of the Minnesota Wild, will be the home ice for the Minnesota Ooh. PWHL team. All right. Uh, and Boston will play in the Songus Center in Lowell, Massachusetts, uh, home of the Lowell Lock Monsters. So, um, yeah, interesting mix of, of arenas. And we will see how this all goes. Um, good luck to them. I mean, it, at least they all seem to be arenas. Like the last league seemed to play in like a, like the Logston. like practice uh, facilities, ice, ice rink at yeah. uh, at in uh, down the street in Laurel, right? You know, like, where they had people standing around the uh, the glass, right? Because. Like, there was no real seating. <laughs> Guys, we can't get everyone in here. Um, so there's that. Also, uh, Sam Girard will go into the NHLPA, NHL, NHLPA uh, assistance program as he uh, said that his um, anxiety uh, and depression has gotten to the fact where he was abusing alcohol. So he decided, hey, we got to change that. And he is now in the program. So best of luck to him. Uh, going forward on that, um, and we've been seeing this a lot lately for players. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> Maybe we need to—I don't know—fucking shorten the season. Well, I think the real big issue is that people are actually using it now. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, all of this shit still occurred, but everybody did it in silence, and that's true. And didn't talk about it, or didn't bring it up, or didn't think that they could use this outlet <clears throat> because they would get. I don't know, kicked off the team or something. You know, like, I feel like we've reached a, a new era with that at least. So at least that's good. Although, wasn't there somebody who basically said that it was bullshit? Yeah, Scott Darling uh, said that uh, the assistance program is garbage and that <laughs> uh, if, if a player wanted to go in the assistance program, find an outside source because the PA will treat you like trash. He said that yeah, on some it. podcast. So take it for uh, what it's worth. I did see that. Um, by the way, speaking of podcast, shout out to our, uh, our boy, uh, Tyler, who had us number one on his podcast listening list, uh, above, uh, the Blue Shirts Breakaway, above 32 Thoughts, above the Athletic Hockey Show, and above the Jeff Merrick Show. So suck it. Everybody is good. I almost wonder uh, if it's if it's done by time. So if we just do longer shows, if we can show up at the top of everyone's list. <laughs> Maybe just for listening time, uh, and if it because we put out three podcasts a week, uh, still, still, fuck it. Tyler's our boy. Love, uh, love us some Tyler. Um, I agree. All of those Spotify things are coming out, huh? Yeah, now it's uh, they, they started it today. All my shit checks out. That's I didn't listen. I don't to have that. the Spotify. So uh, there you go. Um, mine was uh, pop punk and alternate emo checks out. Uh, and all my bands check out too. Although I don't listen, I never listen to much Spotify because you know I'm up and down, up and down from my office. And then once I moved, I'm just like, ah, YouTube's here. So I did that. Yeah. So uh, mine's very skewed. Uh, Jen apparently listened to like 75 genres. I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, oh yeah, you listen to your shit all day. 
So, <laughs> it was like you listened to music four hundred and thirty days last year. Though they did Wait, say it's not even possible. They did say that my uh, musical interest was uh, that of people from Pittsburgh, and I'm like, I'm fuck. I don't have a bridge to get over. Fuck you. Damn it. Anyway, well, you do, but it's a tunnel. You yeah. could take the bridge if you would like. It would just take you way out of your way in order to get to the rink. Right. Exactly. Uh, oof. So yeah. Good times, great memories. As we wait for Lyle Richardson to come on. Yeah. I don't even know what time it is because I can't. It is well, I, almost I seven watch, o'clock. I, I can't see the time on the uh, on the um, computer here with the. I I appreciate my MacBook Pro. Uh, it's done wonders with editing pictures and such and um, all of that. And it does a really good job of changing the like top row on this touchscreen little like keyboard part. So like I can mute myself and I can uh, end the call and whatnot right from the top row here without having to do things. Well, there you go. But my, uh, my clock is gone oh, <laughs> because I'm full screen. Well, so, what can you do? I actually have to use a watch, like a person. Like a human. Like a human you. person. Uh, Lyle Richardson joins us now from SpectresHockey.net. Hello, Lyle. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Um, Lyle, let's get this out of the way. Um, <laughs> nobody fucked anybody's mom. Uh, we, we apparently have no... We know that now. Okay. In that press conference, it could have been an email two days prior, but we know that now. Allegedly. No one banged anyone's mom. So, congratulations to that. Could there be any other team that has a bigger mess off the ice than the Chicago Blackhawks in the last century of hockey, Lyle? Oh, my Lord. Well, they're certainly giving it a go. Right? Um, Yeah. Uh, But to to, uh, the most immediate point, um, you know, the whole thing with, with Corey Perry, um, First off, I, I think that the Blackhawks handled that initially. I thought that they handled it the right way in terms of they were as soon as they were informed of uh, what was going on with Perry, they immediately they they took him out of the lineup. They immediately launched an investigation, took him off the team immediately, got him away yep, from everybody. Exactly. Um, I thought that that was the uh, the right thing to do. The unfortunate thing, um, <clears throat> I understand that they couldn't reveal the details because doing so, revealing any details or any of anything at the time would have would have jeopardized that investigation, could have led to, you know, could have compromised things, could have wound up, you know, with giving, you know, giving him sort of ammunition, if you will, to uh, to 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 file a suit for wrongful dismissal, that sort of thing, what have you. OK, Um so I can certainly understand that. But the way that they did it, though, just just made things worse because it it, it immediate by by saying it was a team decision, but we're not going to tell you any details why that right away was the wrong thing to say. Yes, they should have done by what his agent did and, and give his agent credit because his agent very quickly saw within a day or two that this was going to this could be a real problem leaving that you know void out there for questions to be raised and he you know released a 
a statement saying that it, that Corey Perry was attending to a personal matter and to just respect his privacy and that of his family. Right now, people would have thought, oh, you know, oh, geez, you know, the first thing you would have thought now by saying that the first thing you could think of, which was what popped into my head was, oh, God, there's trouble at home. You know, the marriage is rocky, what have you. But at least people would have been like, oh, okay," and left it alone. All right. If they had initially said that right at the very first, that he's dealing with a personal matter. We can't go into the details right now. Please respect their, their privacy. That would have been it. But by just leaving that hang out there and not say anything other than it's a team decision and that's it. That was a breeding ground for the puerile, for the swine of social media. And I'm sorry, but yeah, y'all are a bunch of fucking assholes. And I go along with Frank Saravalli on that, okay? Because he, he was, you know, he was none too impressed with it. But I saw when this, this thing started first surfacing, and I saw where like there was about like half a dozen people referred to back to the initial tweet that was made where the guy was claiming that he heard it from a, quote, TSN employee, not the on-air staff, which right off the bat I know is absolute bullshit, okay? Nobody on TSN staff or Sportsnet staff or ESPN staff or the scores staff, whatever, TNT, TBS, whatever, would fucking say a word. They would not do that and jeopardize their jobs. Okay, they just wouldn't do that. But that just got, as I said, it just got swept up. You know what it put me in mind of? was you think back about 25 26 years ago Shane Corson and Darcy Dominic, Tucker Dominic oh. Hashik and Ted Nolan mm. you guys remember that story yes. that urban legend mm-hmm. yeah yeah where you know and this was back before social media <laughs> you know a quarter of a century before social media it took a bit of time for that one to make the rounds around the league but that's what was floated that oh you know that Ted Nolan and Dominic Hashik's wife were involved in an affair, which, of course, was bullshit. The reason why Ted Nolan was fired was because he and Hashik just didn't get along. And Ted Nolan also did not get along with management at the time of the Buffalo Sabres. It also brought up that it also reminded me of the Rod Brindamore got traded because uh, Eric Lindros was sleeping with his wife. Again, bullshit. But in today's world with social media, something like that. It, it took no time at all. And people were were quoting it as gospel. I had people I <laughs> the last couple of days I had to spend removing the any mention of that out of the comment sections on my on my site. Because I was not going to have that crap flying around the minute it showed up on my site, I removed it. And if somebody kept insisting on posting it up, I just blocked them so they couldn't post. Because. This just the thing that angers me the most about this is you have, you know, Connor Bedard and his his family got dragged into something here. And, you know, it caused them God knows how much emotional devastation, especially for his mom. Right. Especially for his mother. That infuriated me. Nobody and nobody gave a shit. 
It was all about all oh, this salacious story. And they all thought that it was a big laugh. And ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, you don't realize there's real people you're fucking dealing with here. And you just drag them through the mud. And for what? You know? So, I mean, the, the real reason why Corey Perry wound up having his contract terminated again, you know, now I've heard a couple of versions of it. It has to do with a team employee uh, somewhere either in Nashville or in Columbus when they're on their road trip. That's as far as what I'm going to go with it that I know. I well, think we, we talked more... about the M- Emily Kaplan saying that sources there's an alcohol fueled incident between a team of employees. Okay. And yeah. Barry, so. Yeah. Yeah. So there is <sighs> sort of perhaps that aspect of it, which of course is not, you know, it's not exactly, you know, <laughs> a good look for Corey Perry either. No. But it's, you know, Far less exciting, I guess, than making up shit and 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 about uh, his teammates and their families, you know. So anyway, um, you know, I I, I think the Blackhawks. I, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on Blackhawks management regarding this. To go back, you know, going back to this, it's just that I think they've just learned a very bitter lesson here. That when it comes to social, you have to be. A little more forthcoming without revealing too much. You can't just you say be five steps ahead of everyone else's thinking. You got to get out in front of it. Yeah, you absolutely have to get out in front of it because if you don't, it becomes this fucking nightmare that we've seen for a week, right? Yep. Here, here's it feels like they. It feels like they took too long to quote unquote investigate, but also could have nipped it in the bud by what you said, like yeah. you know. Personal yeah. reasons he won't be with the team. Well, you can you can we'll also talk about it again later. You can also do. There was an incident between team personnel and a Blackhawks player. Corey Corey Perry has been suspended and taken off the team indefinitely, previous to investigation. But see, you can't say that. That see, that's given up too much before the investigation's done. All all you had to all they had to say was just exactly what his agent said. He's it's a personal matter. Respect his privacy and that of his family. And that's it. You don't need to say anything else, right? Some people will want to, oh, gee, what's going on? But then it dies its death and everybody mm. moves on to something else. It's because of the investigate. And I don't fault them for the amount of time it took them to investigate after, after, every, after how the previous management completely just totally and royally screwed over, you know, uh, Kyle Beach for a decade. By trying to cover up what the horrible thing that their their now former video coach did, right? You know, I don't blame them for being okay. Look, let's let's be as thorough as we can with this, right? And do their investigation. If it takes a week to two weeks, fine. At least that way, you've got you you've covered all your bases. So if you do have to terminate his contract, because now you give all that information to the NHLPA. And to, to Corey Perry as well and his agent, so they can then decide if they're going to file a grievance, if they have grounds for a grievance. At least you get all your bases covered. That's the smart thing to do. It was just the way they handled the public statement. I don't know if they have a social media guru, but if they don't, it might be a good idea for them to fucking hire one. So this doesn't happen again. Yep. Or. Or someone who knows how to get in front of investigations like this, who knows how to properly tiptoe around the segment, not giving too much away, but also saying, hey, all this other wild shit, nah, didn't happen, dog. 
if this wasn't the Chicago Blackhawks, would it be scrutinized as much? Probably not. Probably not. It's because, as you said, uh, you know, based on what the previous management did. And again, this is not on Kyle Davidson, the general manager. The the whole Kyle Beach thing that happened, that had nothing to do with him, right? Well, that was not on his yeah. watch at all. Exactly. But because <laughs> it was there and it took a decade for that whole thing to finally come to light and for people to get the punishment they deserve, though I think they deserved a fuck of a lot more punishment, but they lost their jobs and that makes it worthwhile at least, mm-hmm. you know, and the team can move forward. But yeah, if it hadn't been for that... Scotty, you're right. I don't think it would have probably gone quite to the same level. And let's not also forget, too, that the you know the the next generation player is on their team. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, you you get uh, like I said, puerile little vermin that come up with you know decide that they're going to fuck over an 18 year old and his family, you know. By dreaming up of a friggin' bullshit conspiracy. Well, all conspiracy theories are yeah, bullshit yeah. to begin with. But, you know, but to do that, it's just I'm sorry, but that really upset me. Was was what they what they did to 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 Bedard and his family was just yeah, it was disgusting. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it probably would have gone to the same extreme as as it did because it was the Blackhawks and because. They have, you know, the next generation talent on their team right now. And because their history of just sweeping things under the rug. Yeah. yeah. Moving on to a former Blackhawk, Patrick Kane. It's over. Yes. It's finally Woo. over. Hallelujah. It's done. Woo. He has signed with the Shia, the Detroit Red Wongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year with a two and a half prorated. 2.7, 2.7 million. Two and three quarter. Uh, and possibly could be in the lineup in the next week. Mm-hmm. Seven to ten yep. days, he says, you know what? Let's do this. I'm good to go. And I'm yep. ready there. Uh, good idea, bad idea for this. I mean, obviously, low-risk, high-reward possibility. Absolutely. Though I, I have seen some reaction was that, oh, this is a big risk by the Red Wings. A big risk by the Red Wings. No, it's not. You out of your fucking mind? No, it's not. 2.7 mil for a guy that, okay, you know, yes, he's a future Hall of Famer. You know, if if he has, you know, been able to recover and heal up better than other players in the past who've had hip resurfacing done, he'll help them make the playoffs. And they'll benefit by his presence, his experience, and his leadership, as well as his skill if he's able to get back, you know, get back to, to form or something close at least resembling his, his, his form uh, in the next few weeks. If he doesn't, Hey, it only costs you 2.7 mil, right? Mm-hmm. Which they're among the few teams that have the cap space. It's not like they broke the bank to sign this guy. Nope. And again, if he's on your team, listen, you know, again, that experience and leadership may be, may be helpful to, to, you know, to your younger guys and to, to even to some of your veteran guys who have little or no playoff experience. So he could be a good presence to have around. I don't consider this a big risk. You know, it's 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 an affordable gamble, but it's not. Oh, my God, if, if this doesn't work out, they're screwed for a decade. No. Right. Yeah. And especially you tie him back up with Alex to bring it. And that's. A yeah. Good, that's yep. a good Though I don't think there. we'll see them on the same line. Eh. Not to not to start anyway. No. I, I, you know, I'll be very surprised <laughs> if we see them skating together on is, the same line. Is this where Bedard gets his two hat tricks now that that wins Mark money? What do you mean? Because Kane's now on the team. 
you know, do they at some point put Kane in a position where he's passing the, the, the puck to Bedard? To well, no, because Connor Bedard plays for Chicago and Patrick Kane plays for Detroit. Oh, you did say okay. You're right. <laughs> no, you're thinking. No, you're no, thinking of yeah, because he was I with Chicago. The, I thought that Chicago. I thought Chicago signed him, but it oh, was the Red Bulls. no, no, it was Detroit. Yeah, yeah. yeah you kind of got to turn to it twist it a little bit. Yeah. It's all right, man. Oh, yeah. no, in no, the cold no, mitts. Um, well, Dard, I was trying to get tired of Connor Bedard two uh, hat tricks. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, now Alex Dabrinka gets two hat tricks. So Hooray, yeah. Alex Dabrinka. Um. So there's that. Also, shout out to Daniel Sprong for getting that house payment uh, by yeah. giving up well, number you 88. Know that, yeah. <laughs> so, he wasn't going to have too much trouble giving up that. A that, year that of mortgage payments are gone now for Mr. Sprong. Gotta love that. Congratulations to there him. There you go. How, how much is this number worth to you there? <laughs> exactly. Patty, Patty Kane? <laughs> Patty Kane just came rolling in and dropped like five stacks on his on his uh, yep. stall. And he's just like, ah. What was that? I can't remember. What was the story? A few years ago, another player joined a team, and and another player player was wearing his number. So to get his number, he bought the guy like a ten thousand dollar Rolex. <laughs> so oh to get shit! I don't. That's a good question. I know. Uh, I mean, it, it happens in world soccer a lot. I'm sure it happens in football a lot too. Yeah, but this happened in the NHL. I can't remember. I can't remember who the player was. He was joined a team. I can't remember if it was a trade or free agency. So it was but... Ilya Kovalchuk gave Brent Kulak a new Rolex. There it is for uh, it is. for for giving up the number. Yeah, there it was. Yeah, gotta like to that. which Brent Kulak said. Oh, what what time is it? <laughs> Let me check my new Rolex. And also, time for me also, he has number. never worn that thing more than yep. Oh, no way. <laughs> also, uh, a year prior, Frankie Vitrano got a Rolex from uh, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky for switching to number 77 from 72. There you go. So it's happened a couple of times. Oh, see? yeah. Yeah. Happens all you. the time, man. Thanks for the, re thanks for the research Rolex there, Scotty. Yeah. I just put in NHL Rolex jersey number. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Uh, I, was just, I was just trying to remember it off the top of my head. I was like, who the fuck was that? Yeah. The Russians are noticed for their largesse when it comes to getting their numbers. Yeah. Indeed. There's a whole article from uh, from 2014 about athletes who paid for their jersey numbers. There you uh, go. Let's see who. Anybody? Mitch Williams for 2019. No, no, no hockey players in 2014? What are we doing, guys? Donovan McNabb, Eli. Well, Manning, that's changed now. Ricky Henderson. Uh, that was my fa my favorite Ricky Henderson quote. I don't care if it's real or not. Um, <laughs> is that someone was holding up a sign that said John three sixteen, and uh, Ricky Henderson went to the guy and says, "I don't care about John sixteen. Ricky hitting three forty. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> God damn, that's that is Ricky uh, Henderson right there. Ricky Henderson. Ah, right. love Ricky yep, Henderson. Yep. Oh God, yeah. I was uh, that one year that he was with the Blue Jays. Man, that was great. But yeah, you know, it was only a year, but what a wonderful year! Yeah, uh, Ricky Henderson also paid uh, Turner Ward, outfielder for the Jays, twenty five thousand dollars in '93 to get his twenty four to play. The so year. there you go. Yep. Um, and they won a World Series with Henderson. So there you go. Exactly. There you go. Uh, Is that Joe Carter? Yep. Uh, all, Joe. Yep. Yeah, it was. That yep. was the second year. Yep. First year was Atlanta when they. The first year was that Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> what? Uh, Big what? Daddy. Where it's like you know Toronto Blue Jays. Joe Carter hit the home run. Oh yes, yes, it was Big Daddy. 
What a random ass <laughs> reference for Big Daddy. <laughs> like, are you talking yeah. fever pitch with Jimmy Fallon? That was the Red Sox. Oh, oh do not mention Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he's the fucking me. worst. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Bavillier is going to the Chicago Blackhawks for mm-hmm. fifth round pick. That is a money dump. Yes, it is. Because the uh, Canucks have been wanting to either add a defenseman or or scoring winger. They just needed to be able to clear the cap space. And that's the one thing about the, the Corey Perry uh, situation that actually works in that kind of actually worked out in somebody's somebody's benefit. Because suddenly the Blackhawks are now short two veteran wingers because, of course, Taylor Hall's done for the season with knee surgery. And now Corey Perry's gone. So they need to shore up their depth on the wing. So, hey, there's Anthony Bavillier, and you've got the cap space. So all it cost him was, I think, was a fifth-round pick next year. Fifth round. Yeah. Yeah. So cheapy-cheapy, but it frees up the cap space now for the Canucks. So you got to feel sometime between now and Christmas before the Christmas trade freeze, which begins on December 20th, kids. Mark your calendars. December 20th to 27th. Is that earlier? It's Canadian Christmas. Yeah, but it, it seems it seems earlier than usual. It tends to fluctuate. Sometimes yeah. it's the twenty second to the twenty eighth. Like Easter. It's just, yeah, just just a different <laughs> day every year. <laughs> I did <laughs> like uh, I did like the best part of that trade to me though was that uh, Chicago has two fifth round picks, and the better of the fifth round pick goes to Vancouver, and the worse of the fifth round pick goes to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> in the Mirajic deal, trade. yes, yeah, that's right, the Mirajic deal. <laughs> but it was like the way it was said was like, oh, all right. I mean, I guess <laughs> all is right in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, the Mirajic deal. So there you go. So everybody's happy. Maybe. But anyway, uh, look for the Canucks to uh, maybe swing a trade, maybe before December twentieth. Let's keep our eyes open for that. We are only uh, what is that twenty days? Almost two, three weeks away. Yeah, three weeks away. Igor uh, Chinikov scores another goal, as mm-hmm. he is uh, two goals in two games. But uh, unhappy with his time in Columbus, and Columbus probably feels the same way. <gasps> so it's a boy. Push. That's that's becoming a running theme. Mm-hmm. Players want out of Columbus, and it's a shame because I don't think it has anything to do so much with Columbus. It's just the direction of that team for the last since they joined the league. Yeah, <laughs> you know, since the last oh, twenty-three years. Mm. Yeah. Oof. Well, I mean, it, it, and I mean, he's not. You know, you know, you've got. That you, they're two highest paid players who are ending up getting benched, and then you know one of them, Line A, becoming a healthy scratch. Boy, has anybody with so much promise and potential shit the bed so badly as Line A in the last five years? I mean, yeah, we talked about God. that last week. It's just how bad it's how bad it's gone. It really Man. feels like he just stopped caring after he got hurt. Yeah, you kind of get that feeling, don't you? I mean, and that seems to be kind of the the, the <clears> theme <throat> that I've been picking up on here this year is is, you know, that they've they've tried talking to Line A, that they've tried to like you know stress is important, blah blah blah, and try to motivate, and it just doesn't seem to be happening. It's like his give a fuck factor is zero right now, mm-hmm. and you and but you know. He's carrying an 8.7 mil cap hit for this season and the next two. Plus, he's got a 10-team no trade. So, who's picking that contract up right now? And quite honestly, 
who's willing to take that gamble because he's to be fair to him too he has been hurt a lot in the last three years he has been banged up pretty badly but that being said when he comes back it's like some games like he plays terrifically and then other games he just disappears and this year his disappearing act has been very noticeable so i don't know maybe if he had that <laughs> oh, the irony yeah, but I don't know if that if the if it's because of the concussion he suffered earlier in the season. If maybe that's why, maybe he's a little skittish or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's not good. And then of course Johnny Goudreau. I mean, you have a 115 point season two years ago, 74 points last year, and now this season you're on pace for 50. And for that, they're paying him over nine mil a season. Fuck, Another yeah. invisible man becoming more noticeable, Johnny. Look, good Dang job man. if you can get it. I'm man. doubling down on the irony. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up what you were laying down. I mean, I appreciate all disappearing acts that become more noticeable. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. Hey, it was right there. <laughs> right there. Oh, my. Boy, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the landing spots could be Philadelphia. Daniel Briere is ready to make change, baby. He's ready to wheel and deal. Ready to get right. things going, baby. What do we got in the shelf? We've got shit. Fuck. <laughs> God damn, do we not have anything here uh, that I want to give up? Easy now. Well, they got easy stuff, now. but they're back, not going to trade them. that up a little bit there, Scott. All right, easy, juvenile. I don't. <laughs> uh, they have stuff, that, but they're not going to get away that stuff to get more stuff. Like That's the Bobby true. Brink, uh, you're Noah Cates. You're not going to get get out of that. No, no. No, you're not trading them. No. Uh, but you're Morgan Frost? Maybe. Oh, it's a little too on the nose for the season line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little too on the nose to get Frosty the Snowman out of here before Christmas. <laughs> so. Oh, dear. Hey, you got to trade him before he builds. That's true. Gateway's magic helmet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, no. Um, I mean, Morgan Frost, though, I mean, he had a 46-point season last year as a sophomore but for whatever reason he's in towards his doghouse this year he's been scratched for half their games been held it now with noah kate sideline for six to eight weeks maybe frost will get more opportunity back in the lineup and maybe get his game you know his game going but apparently uh daniel Breer, he's willing to listen on all positions but he's not going to listen on all players and that's the key um because you also have to consider Flyers aren't doing too badly so far. Oddly enough. Yeah. Now, now. That let's, Carter Hart let's... pickup for my fantasy team doesn't look so bad anymore. Now you're looking doesn't good, look buddy. so bad now. Um, I think, though, that's the torts effect. But it's also you've got a healthier roster this season mm-hmm. as well. Like, they had guys, key guys last year at the start of the season were banged up. But even then, I mean, the first two months of last season, the first three months, the Flyers were actually pretty competitive. It's just, though, you know, the injuries and the lack of depth at the time just caught up with them and they wound up collapsing down the stretch. This season, though, they still might not make the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to be a major collapse like last year. They're they're going to be very, very competitive this season. So, um, yeah, they're willing to listen on different players to see who they can bring in to build up their foundation. But if they stay in that hunt for the playoffs you know, by the trade deadline, maybe they'll just wait until the off season to do that. Right. Then you don't have to take a year of con- or a prorated deal for contract or anything like that. Yep. Uh, looking up and down, I think like aside from the guys who have, who have any kind of, uh, modifier on their contract, Frost, uh, available, Hathaway mm-hmm. available. 
They're not going to trade Hathaway, though. Yeah, they should. They just brought him in, and he's they, a big reason they why need, they're playing better. He's a spark plug guy. They need, they need a, a veteran guy behind Carter Hart, and Darcy Kemper can give them just that to get <laughs> Garrett Hathaway back to the Caps. Well, I'll tell you what, Scotty. You you make that call. You drop that bug. Hey, man. And I'll be like, hey, Danny, he buddy. Speaking of bug, there's an e-bug this week. I saw all about it. <laughs> there, yes. Now, here's the thing. Play, here's the thing. Isn't an e-bug... If they sign and are technically the backup, oh, technically no, actually he was no longer. He was not the the he was the bug. He was the backup he, goalie. He became a bug. Yeah, he was emergent until he signed that PTO deal or ATO deal. I I love the guy's name, Dusty Nickel. That seemed like a fake name, and I thought he was. That gonna, seemed I like wanted, a fake name, doesn't it? Fake name. But it, it's it it's fake. apropos that he does live in Calgary. Yep. Uh, and yep. it was around the old Stampede Wrestling Grounds. Uh, so he kept Cave Fabe, and I'm proud of him for that. Exactly. <laughs> Though I tell you, he almost got into that game. Yeah, he did. Very early oh, yeah. Bladehart there got <laughs> shook up. Got and he two just... minutes into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, I was reading the, uh, the, the interview they did with him afterwards, and he said, all I could think of was, please get up, Ted. Please get up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. I'll go over. Please get up. Please get up. But it was pretty cool, too, because I was I watch NHL Network a lot and just because they flip from game to game and they have people in there. And yeah, and when that game started, Bruce Boudreaux was on the uh, the panel still. I, I think it flipped at 730 or something. Um, but they went down like a rabbit hole of like stories of <laughs> of like, oh, yeah, when. When I was playing for such and such in the seventies, we uh, we had a goalie got hurt and our trainer came in and started playing or something like. It. Yeah. Like, he just went down this like rabbit hole of times <laughs> where like people that should not be playing hockey ended up playing hockey playing a, or yeah. like a forward had to change into goalie equipment mm-hmm. at one point and go yeah. in and play. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that, and for that... God's sake, you go all the way back to the 1920s. You had the, you had the general manager, of the New York Rangers, Lester Patrick had to suit up in a playoff game because his goalie. And at the time, back then they only carried one goalie. His goalie got hurt and there was nobody else on the team that could play it. So he, he put on the goalie's gear and went out and played basically his words as he went out on the, to the ice was, you know, please look after me, boys. I'm an old man. So he, Cause he was in his fifties at that point <laughs> went out and they won the game. <laughs> it was like that. That was like the David Ayers of the 19, 1920s moment. Right. But except he didn't drive the Zamboni. He was the friggin' general manager. So, I so think, I think they were telling one story too, where, like um Jacques Plant um like would show up to practice from time to time mm-hmm. if they needed like a third goalie or, or or an extra goalie or a second goalie or something. And he was in like his sixties. Mm-hmm. And he would still like if somebody scored on him, he would turn around and like shoot the puck down the ice and get like super pissed off at every <laughs> he was like, we just didn't want to score on him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, Johnny Bauer used to do that too with the Leafs after he was in the seventies. He'd he'd do that too. He'd he'd show up, you know, just just in case if they needed anybody, they needed yeah. a backup, right? So this reminds me of Connor Crisp in the OHL back in twenty. I had to look it up. It was twenty twelve that it happened. I do remember this because uh, Erie at the time was dog shit, and mm-hmm. the Otters didn't dress a backup goalie because their other goalie had a head injury, so he sat out. 
So the goalie that was available to the Otters got ran in the first two minutes, injured. So they had to take Connor Crisp, who was recovering from an injury, and put him in goal. Uh, And that's he gave up 13 goals and 45 45 shots in 58 minutes. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I remember that story well because they had to jam him into the goalie equipment, uh, which was exciting, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, So I'm just like, oh boy, that was uh, that was something else. Just like, oh boy. (laughs) But you know you're you're also starting to to, to hear of um, that they might want to look at the next time that they do the uh, the next round of CBA talks to see if they can allow a team to actually carry three goalies um, because there is a concern amongst some. I mean, as much as like the David Ayer stories and guys like that, they make like really good stories. You know, like, like even like with the Blackhawks too, a few years ago, you want to talk about a good news story Scott involving Forrest the Blackhawks. They had a similar situation. E-Bug came in, won the game for, it was against Winnipeg. Yep. It was against Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. And he actually made a couple of, couple of big saves too. One on, uh, Dustin Bufflin, as I recall too, as yeah, well. Yeah. Cause he came in with like 12 minutes or some shit remaining too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, uh, there are, is some concern, though, that, you know, in, in some corners that uh, this could end up like um, with with one of these guys coming in and maybe getting seriously hurt is one concern. Another is it could end up costing a team like, a you know, maybe a playoff berth, something like that. Or if yeah. it happened in the playoffs, like, can you imagine, you know, it's a Stanley Cup final game and, you know, both the goalies are gone. Though, to be fair, though, too, in the playoffs, though. They do have a taxi squad. They do call right. up yeah, guys, Vikings. so they are well stocked <clears throat> that way. But regardless, the point still valid. If you're talking regular season, that they're trying to say, can they make an exception in the CBA for a team to be able to carry a third goalie, right? Instead of having to go through the friggin' salary cap loopholes to be able to call the guy up without it being a hit to their cap, if they're, you know what I mean, if they're tight to the cap, because mm-hmm. that's where all these e-bugs. Why we're seeing that this increase in in emergency backups is because of the salary cap. You know, yeah. back in the day, that right. almost never happened for the salary cap. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Call the guy up. You got yeah, your your main goalies hurt. Yeah, sure. Bring them up. But they're you know, well, you've got a lot of teams that are cap strapped now that in order that they literally can't do it unless they sign some 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 guy who last played 10 years ago and is now, you know, driving trucks or a Zamboni to come in and, and fill in for them for a night. Well, you here, know? here's the dumbest part about this whole gimmick. OK, so. Hmm. The reason why he Dusty Nickel got thrown into this was because they didn't know that Markstrom mm. was going to be sick until after the five o'clock deadline. Mm-hmm. Dustin <laughs> Wolf was in the building. Oh man, he was because he plays for the Wranglers. Yeah, he was in there, but because they didn't designate uh, Markstrom for injury by the cutoff, they couldn't call him up, which is why they had to do that. Which yeah. is. Fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't that absolutely that's like, like what are they? What are they afraid of? Why have that cut off? That that's no, stupid. Guy, all of a sudden, he has his evening, he has his afternoon meal or something. He wakes up and oh, stomach's a little grumbling. By the time he gets to the rink at five oh one, oh great, he's got the shits. But okay. it's three, it's three oh one Calgary time because yeah. it's five oh one East. <laughs> so you don't even yeah. know what the fuck's going on at that time. Exactly. And as you Jeez. said, you know, Dustin Wolf is in the building. They he's just hanging out. And, and he's played already for them this year. They got eight teams that play in the Saddle Dome for some fuck reason. Oh, man. Yeah. By I the know. way, some of I, these rules are. 
you can tell that some of these rules were were done up by lawyers oh, because yeah. they make you know, they only make sense to lawyers and bean counters, yeah. right? In the real world, we're all going, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I will say this: I was watching highlights of the uh, Calgary Wranglers Tulsa Roadrunners game last week, mm-hmm. um, and I checked. I had to go check and see like how many people showed up to this event. Um, twenty three oh five is what's listed. Um, two thousand three hundred oh five. But I'll be f- I'll be fucking if I could find any of them. Was that you that posted yeah. the video up? Yeah. yeah, I thought that was. Yeah, yeah. like twenty three oh five. I'll be yeah, goddamned if I could find any of them. Yeah. yeah, they were on the hard cam side. They didn't get the fucking memo. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't want to be on television. Exactly. I don't want to be associated with this Calgary team. Nah, twenty three oh five. I'm supposed to be work. I'm supposed to be working night shift. My boss can't see <laughs> exactly. me. I'll be over here. They don't want to be. They don't want to see me here for an AHL game. It would be different. Nope, it was the yeah, not for it. Wait, you blew us off for look. Blow us off for the Flames. We get. <laughs> yeah, sure. AHL game. Get the fuck. The out fucking here. Tulsa Roadrunners. Get the fuck Jesus. out of here, Jim. What's wrong with you? Jesus. <laughs> We don't. Fuck. We don't want people like you associated with our organization. You may go. I would love yeah. to see, just especially a... since they were firefighters. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> it comes scorch with the freaking Crip Rock just com- coming up on him. It'd be really weird. But yeah, no, I, I saw that. I'm just like, and, and then I checked the attendance. I'm like, bullshit. Twenty three oh twenty three oh five. My dick. When when I saw that video, I forgot that it was you that posted. I, I was just like. Where? Where yeah. are these people? They're nowhere in camera range. <laughs> Zero this chance that there is that many seats. people there. Uh, I, you know, I just, I just wish I, I would love teams to show attendance, and I'm just like, you'll be god, I'll be goddamned. Well, that's the uh, well. See, when we we talked about that before, you know, what that is is the is the number of people who actually bought like season. That's the season ticket people, right? Yeah. You know. Everybody else didn't show. That's that's like okay, no. Technically, they did sell that many tickets for the game. It's just they just didn't show up. Tickets, so. tickets bought. That's all that yeah. matters. Tickets bought. Yes. Yeah. That's why I always chuckle when I when people say, "Oh, the attendance for last night's game between the San Jose Sharks and the oh, I don't know Arizona Coyotes was uh, you know fuck. listed as ten thousand something, but there was only five thousand in the building." It's like, look, people, we've been through this. Teams sell. Season tickets, okay, yeah. for that's the whole season, every game. And you couldn't, so you couldn't give anyone that fuck. Who... You'd have to break into someone's car and leave those tickets for someone to go to that fucking <laughs> exactly. game. Come on, exactly. The, the best part that the the best thing that I love still about attendance is when uh, it's when the team has a winter classic game and they get like a hundred and forty five. Oh yeah, of <laughs> capacity. Uh, for the season, and you're yeah. like, come on, yeah, yeah, like, oh, the fuck yeah. they did, yeah, <laughs> wait a minute, 145 percent capacity. How is that? Did that? <laughs> Bullshit, they could fit that many people per year. Get out of here. <laughs> they did not fit that many people into the Mullen Arena. I'm telling you exactly. right now. Right. Zero. I can't wait Arizona gets it and they play it like Arizona State's football stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and they have like sixty thousand people there, and their average attendance for the year is like twenty-two thousand. And they go to they wait go to the, they go to fucking Mesa, and they're like, "See, we're bringing in people. There Give us go. an arena." <laughs> By the way, they also say that the Calgary team in NHL history that has like a four hundred percent attendance, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> So the, Cal- the Calgary Hitmen also play in that arena. 
Yeah. And they're somehow pulling 3,000 down. And I was just like, nah, come on. Really? How are they pulling? I, I understand, like, it's not the heyday Calgary Hitman. Like, they're $3. That's <laughs> true. Well, it's true. Yeah. Possibly. Um, but it's just like, man, oh, man, it's Shevitz. Like, how is that? How can you how can you justify that? Let's see how much how how much are Calgary Hitman tickets? Let's see right here for December third, Prince Albert Raiders, uh, twenty three to twenty eight bucks plus Canadian thirty two eighty five looks like the Ooh, not uh, bad no that's not bad that's a normal price for uh, that that's pretty ticket. much normal price for uh, junior A hockey anywhere in Canada uh, major junior hockey line major major junior, junior hockey excuse yes. me major junior junior, junior A. Junior A. Junior A is is the just a bit low. Um. So yeah, when is the teddy bear toss? Because that game fucking sells out. That might be the teddy bear toss game. Yeah, the third is a Sunday. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's getting close to that time of year, isn't it? Yeah. And that and that one fucking sells. Like that's that's like Mm -hmm. the big one. That's the one you. That's the one you open up the top level. Yeah, people aren't there to watch the hockey. They just want to watch the just the bombardment of teddy bears. They throw a fucking bear and they leave. It's like they win the draft when the home team picks their pick <laughs> and everyone Stugatz is out of there. Oh, it's like, the best. Oh, wait, we still have a game to play. No, no, Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, guys, you it's go. Like, Good luck with that. Good seeing you guys. See you again next year. It's, <laughs> it's 30 seconds you into the game. People buy tickets just for that. They all, that's the it's, only game they go to. And it's they the don't fastest, stick around to watch the game. It's the fastest goal in, in Hitman history at three seconds. You guys got to stay for the re- All right. All right. Whatever. What do we know? See you later. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, where the fuck am I? Uh, all right. I'll get your uh, uh, opinion on this. Crack your knuckles, get ready to go. Alex Ovechkin. Uh-huh. He says, me and Crosby saved the league. Mm-hmm. Agree, disagree? Agreed. Absolutely, All right. 100%. All right, we don't have to fight. That's they, good. see, and I've seen, of course, the critics jump up immediately and take him to task. While crediting Crosby, though, for, for just being understated and, you know, with the whole thing, yeah, yeah. which Crosby which he would. would say something like that. Well, no, and he didn't. He all Crosby yeah. said was, well, you know, I like to think that we've got a few good years left before they force us out, you know, but Ovi's telling it like it is in this instance, and I know that might piss some people off, but people have sh- my God, some folks have fucking who who should know better have really short memories, because I remember what that league looked like in oh five oh six. Oh boy, when they came out of that season killing lockout. And they were practically begging the fans to come back uh-huh. to the game. Uh-huh. Remember, for a whole season, we had the thank you fans yes, printed the on the ice. Yeah. yeah. And all that happy horse shit. Yeah. And you had a lot of people. There, there were. <laughs> I live in a hockey mad town on a hockey mad island in a hockey mad country. And I knew people who said, basically, fuck you, NHL. I'm not coming back. I'm not. I don't want to watch. I don't care. Fuck you. I'll go watch. You know, at the time we had the it was the Charlottetown Rocket was our, you know, junior A team back then. But they said, I'll go watch them. I'll go watch, you know, the call of the UPEI Panthers. I'm not going to watch. Fuck you. And they meant it. They meant it. And some of them, actually, it took a couple of years for them to come back. And what brought them back were two kids named Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. They created the buzz. They really did. 
because they both they two rookies hitting the league at the same time. This would be this was this is like Gretzky and Lemieux hitting the league at the same time as rookies, you know, and they're both playing for two teams that are that have a natural that had developed had developed a rivalry to begin with. Right. You know, it was basically a one sided rivalry. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they had a rivalry, but they were in the same, you know, like same, same division, right in the same neighborhood here in the Eastern time zone. All important. That's why we got that's that was the one thing that sucked about the Lemieux Gretzky rivalry. One was on the West, one was in the East, and they rarely faced each other. This time we were guaranteed to see and we were going to see it all. And those two, the excitement and the buzz about those two. From the time the puck dropped to start the season to the end of the season, even though their teams didn't make the playoffs, you know, by the time the season was over, everybody was talking about Ovechkin and Crosby and who was going to win, you know, the Calder Trophy. And, you know, and they were saying this is the next rivalry. This is this is the next Gretzky Lemieux. This is the next uh, Richard Howe. This is the next big rivalry. And they were right. And it happened at the same time. And to me, it is no coincidence that the league built up on that. I mean, for Christ's sake, they started scheduling more games, more Penguins games, more Capitals games. So fans could watch these two play. Watching the, the, the you know, the regular season games between the, the Penguins and the Capitals, they started scheduling more of those so we could see them. And it was just they generated that buzz. And yes, Ovechkin's right. They brought the NH, they brought the fans back. They generated excitement. People wanted to see the NHL. They were the new wave of stars that were coming on. And yeah, Ovechkin is absolutely right when he says that he and Crosby saved the league. They did. They, now, the NHL wouldn't have died without them. Okay. It was, that wasn't going to happen. But without them, it would have taken them a lot longer to come back. Quick now. Very quickly, okay. Name an NHL star from the late from 2005-06 to 2009-10 who isn't Ovechkin, Ovechkin and Crosby. Brent Most Seabrook. hockey fans are hard pe- no. pressed to do it. You guys can do it. Ilya Kovalchuk. Brent yeah. Seabrook. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. Like genuine fans. Like you, I was, you know, you could say, oh, Danny well, Heatley, well, okay. fifty and 06. Well, you know. But think well, about it. For that period so I, of time, who who was there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still remember uh, the season that Obi scored 65 goals, which I think was his second season? Yep. No, uh, third, third season. season. It third was his third season. season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I still remember, like, sitting in my house with a bunch of people waiting to go to the bar because the Caps were playing the Thrashers, and we were like, Obi's going to score tonight, so we mm-hmm. have to see this. Mm-hmm. Like we just didn't go out. We yeah. literally sat there and, and pre-gamed for like most of the Caps game until he scored that 65th goal. And we're like, this is awesome. And then, you know, moved yeah. on with our lives. But it was like, a. <laughs> do you remember where you were when that happened? Now, as a Caps fan, I guess it's a little bit different. Yes. Obviously, right? Yeah. But, but like still, I mean... I don't know what would they have done without those two coming into the league at the same yeah. time after that, after yeah. that lockout. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, and this, they... this, 
went right into the whole Batman we're gonna push players thing as well. Like this is the that was really the start of it. Yep. Was those yep. two. Yep. Absolutely. And this is why I'm saying, you know, people would be hard pressed. I mean, unless it's your team, right? Now, you guys being for, now you guys fortunate being Capitals fans, you're like, oh, who's the biggest star in your team back then? Oh, that's easy. That was Ovechkin, right? The same as Penguins. Oh, that was easy. It was Crosby. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. I would be hard pressed to tell you who was the biggest star on my fucking team in 0506 and 0607. Okay, you know, Carey Price, Carey Price didn't wasn't in the NHL then, dummy. It's it's like (laughs) I said, Toronto Maple or anybody like that. No, the two guys everybody talked about was Crosby and Ovechkin. When think of what was the uh, the first time they met in the playoffs, 2009. Uh That was I was going to say that that was one of the highest rated playoff series in NHL history. But that was really what, like, threw kerosene on the already burning fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because but, that was yeah. when people who didn't watch hockey were like, oh, I, yeah. I, I need to watch this. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was just three seasons after that, three or four seasons after they joined the league. By this point, it was like, this was the matchup we all wanted to see. Ovechkin and Crosby facing off against each other in the playoffs. And they put both of them put on a show. It was a hell of a series until Game Seven, which got unfortunately very lopsided. Yeah, very. But but well, I only remember six... half of it because I was real drunk by the <laughs> end of the first period. But the previous six games were like it was. They were toss ups. They could have gone either way. And and as we all talked about too in that in that seventh game, had Ovechkin scored on that breakaway. Totally different game. Maybe the outcome of that game would have been different. Yeah. Or at least maybe it would have been a much more closely contested deal. (laughs) But the bottom line was those first six games were just fantastic hockey with those two in the lead. Mm -hmm. And after that, forget about it. Forget about it. I don't remember which game it was, but wasn't there one of the games where both Crosby and Ovechkin got hat trick? Game two, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They both did in the same game. Yep. Right. Yep. It was game and that two. That was the high at, water at mark of that series. That was the high know. water mark, I think, of their of their rivalry. But at the same time, that cemented, in my opinion, their legacy. <laughs> so when the Ovechkin says we saved the league, it's like, yeah, the NHL wasn't going to die without them, but they had no real marketable stars coming them, out of the lockout, mm-hmm. and those two took it over. And because of those two, the NHL was able to build up to what it is now. I don't think you get two expansion teams, one in Vegas and one in Seattle, without Crosby and Ovechkin. I don't think you see franchise values go up to where now, where it was, remember, it wasn't that long ago, it was a big deal. With, Ooh, the New York Rangers are the first team to be a billion-dollar franchise, or the Toronto Maple, whichever one it was, doesn't fucking matter. Now, like, shit, you've got like a dozen teams that are evaluated that way. How do they get so valuable so fast? go all the way back and try to find that point. That point was Ovechkin and Crosby coming into the league. That was OLN broadcasting the games. We all fucking yeah, know. Yeah. Right after fish racing. Yeah, exactly. All right, Lyle. There you go. Both teams in 2005 and 2006 and 2006 and 2007 for the Montreal Canadiens had 42 wins. Mm-hmm. Top three answers on the board. Mm-hmm. Name the top three point getters for, for, e- for either of those teams. I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. Two of them 
are on both lists. So two two of uh, two of the three are on okay. both the top scoring list for O five O six and O six O seven. Uh Saku Koibu. That is correct. He was second in points in 0506, first in points in 0607. And I want to say Alex Kovalev. He was first in points in 0506. He was only fifth in points in 0607. Ah, you believe he was hurt that second season, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, and I can't think of who the third guy would be. So, uh, so Michael oh, Ryder. Yeah. Was uh, on, Ryder. on both lists, and on 0607, Sheldon Surrey was the second leading uh, scorer. Big Shell, Sheldon Surrey would have saved it the lead. That's true, sure. with the, just oh, a absolutely. slap shot. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even want to know who the top three scorers are for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, we'll give you a hint: Matt Sundin. After hey, that, dealer's is. choice. Yeah. <laughs> after that, hey, you figured out. We're not yeah. your boss. All right, so. Unless uh, any, unless you have anything else, Lyle. Did you see Johnny's great Photoshop? Before? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah good yeah. stuff. We told the story of how it happened. To yeah. The it was show. really great. So I'll have to. I well, since uh, I know this will be up on my because I have you guys on my podcast list. I'll yeah, have to listen go. to. I always listen to the start of the show on the Appreciate podcast that. list when it comes out. So well, that's so, good. you know. Well, yeah. Maybe you're. I, I got shit to do before I come on here. Unfortunately, but you know. yeah, and we don't do, and we don't do it live anymore. So. Uh, that yeah. really kills. But I do listen to the podcast though, All the right. first half hour. I have not. And sometimes I listen to me too, just 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 so, so I like, can hear how good I sound. God, I'm fucking so <laughs> good. God, <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, by the way, I will I will say this: I have lost the Pukduko flow. I have not done Pukduko in probably a week. So oh, no. I deliberately, like I said, I deliberately. Ooh, that's not bad. So that so that go. means I will join you guys for the Pukduko. Okay. Yes, immaculate grid out of the cap. immaculate grid right out of the gate. Caps and wild you get capital thirty plus win season with Leafs, Bruins, and Predators. Okay, Johnny, you want the honors? Yes, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and Washington Capitals as being Bob Rouse. That's a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. There it is. Point two. Nice. Point two <laughs> on that. Look Holy at you, you so, yeah, A funny story about Bob Rouse is he lived like six houses down from one of my good friends. No and, way. Nice. And we would play um, like roller hockey out front in the street. So we would see him like from time to time when he played for the Capitals. That's awesome. Nice. Nice. All right, Lyle. All righty. Uh, I'm going to go to the 30 win season. I'm going with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm going old school. I'm going Turk Broda. Turk Broda. 3%. Good call there. John. Yep. Oh, I thought you were you were doing one. I'm doing yeah. the puck. I'll do the puck, too. Oh, if you want me to do oh, one. Okay. Yes, right, do right one here. here. All right, so Caps, Bruins, uh, Dimitri Kristic. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a layup. That's a guy. It's a layup. Think, yeah. It's a layup. Oh, look at that. Look at five. that. It's a layup. All right, back to Johnny. Carter's on that list, too. Yeah, he is. Back to Johnny. That's right. Um, ooh. Uh, that wild one looks fucking scary. This is where everything <laughs> falls downhill. Uh, <laughs> um, you can do it. Predators, 30-win uh, season. Um, I feel like there's like three people that could fit in this. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm going to go with the coon. Ooh, that's a good one. Because he's probably the latest. One that people don't really think about, hopefully. That's a good one. Yep. 
12 percent. yeah there you boy. go that's, that's probably bad. that's probably the last oh. one too well it's like you said there's probably not that many predators ones the other ones are really probably really obvious I, like you're saying i right? would like say rennie's probably most of i would them. say rennie soros and probably volcuna the only ones for 30 wins for that team yeah yeah i i can't think of anybody else yeah. all right lyle what do you got uh all right uh 31 season boston bruins going old school again frankie brimsek the uh goaltender mr zero mr zero point oh six yeah former member of the coast guard cutters based out of mm-hmm. uh good old maryland so yeah one of the they they were they were uh, a great team mm-hmm. uh to, just to beat the shit out of everybody uh fuck caps and preds i was gonna go tommy volcoon don't want to go marty erat that took that takes well, a little, no, a little that, too that's probably we a big shot a little too yep did Eric no you can't you, you can't play you can't. for the predators i think he might have who was that belanger that was the guy i thought of in that spot well i think i think of i think go of, with it i think of this one here oh who you got who you got brendan witt Nice. 1%. There you go. Oh, Part of the 1%. Oh, 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 wow. Brendan Witt. Good one. All right, yeah, now we have the wild. That one would have been big time chalk, I think. Then there's the wild. Then there's the wild. Okay. Oh, oh, I got one for Wild and Leafs. All right, what do you got? Yeah, I got Darby Hendrickson, baby. Darby Hendrickson, 4%. There we go. <sighs> Johnny, if you don't well, mind, was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> Johnny, if you don't mind me jumping um, in, I mean, shit. Predators Wild. You have Ryan Suter, but that's probably that's like probably high, right? Yeah, that'd be big time chop. I mean, that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. I will. I, I, I'm going to well, jump go in and go. Yeah. I'm going to eliminate this one. Okay. Bruins and Wild with Brian Rolston. Good. Nice. Yeah, that's a good 6%. one. Good Brian Ralston drop. Okay, oh, yeah. I got I got one for uh, if 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 you don't mind, Johnny. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Ronning. Ronning is the winner. Uh, gotta Ronning be. Is gotta always be. the winner. Thirty. Look at yes. that, boys. 30. Yes, boy. That might be the Holy best shit. we've done on this one. I think we uh, on what this one. Yeah. Uh yeah, let's take a look. Well, see the, there are three people. <laughs> we were absolutely correct. This is the three people we said. To see was who, what, right what, on. what that one was. Yep, Soros, right Rene, and Vokun. Yeah, and Vokun. <laughs> yeah, wow. right on, Johnny. Yeah, perfect. That's amazing. Because I was like, yeah, I could only think of three people off the top of my well, head. Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. Who was chalk for all? Well, Ryan Reeves was chalk for that. Oh. Suter was chalk at 28. Marty Erat. Yeah. There we go. That's why we don't yeah. chalk that. Is that 54? 54%. That's really high. That is a very yeah. high stat. Wow. There we go. Pecorini at 71. Why is Curtis Joseph in black and white? What is that about? Uh, he didn't. He, timeless. T- yeah, I guess. Timeless, timeless Curtis Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get to the original. Here we go. The one and only. This was I done by Mark by Mark Bergevin. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Canucks, Blue Jackets, played oh. for Mike Keenan, Oilers, Lightning, Penguins. Oh, he's talking about him, isn't he? I think it's everything <laughs> Everything Mark Bergevin. Uh, well, Sorry, I Lyle, still see that red suit he wore in the playoffs, and that frightens me. Right. Lyle, go ahead and start us off on this one. Um, okay. Played for Mike Keenan. Um... Okay, Pittsburgh Penguins, mm-hmm. 
And yeah, I'm I'm good with this one. Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett. Penguins and played for Mike Keenan, correct? Yep. All right. Rick Tockett, twelve percent. I feel like way I felt way better on the other one than this one. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, this is a toughie. Um I'm gonna go Oilers played for Mike Keenan. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Kevin Lowe. Kevin Lowe. How low can you go? There you go. That's how that we, low. That's how we go low. That's basically go low, anyone low. from the fucking Rangers team could have been put in there. Uh, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Because I was just all Oilers. John, uh, John, what do you got for us? Um, these are bad teams. Holy fuck! Fuck yeah! <laughs> these aren't these aren't so, easy at all. Did Jeff Carter play for the Blue Jackets? Because for some reason, yes, I keep saying that Jeff he did. He did. He did. He did. He did. He absolutely yeah. did. He had one season. He was there. He was there for like twenty games. Yeah. So then it was that was my thought for the Penguins Blue Jackets. All right. Let's Jeff. see how it goes. Thirty-four percent. Yep. Kind of. There's probably not many. There's yeah. probably not many. Yep. Oh, well. This. The, yeah. This is. Uh, this is a dog shit. Yeah. One. Yeah. It's dog shit. <laughs> uh, Lyle, back to you. Uh. Okay. Well, I've got one for Blue Jackets and Lightning, oh, so I'll take right. the center square, yes. and I'm gonna go Colin. with uh, oh. Mr. Suitcase himself, Mike Sillinger. Silly. Got to be there. Sillinger. Hey, nine percent. Nine percent. Right on. Okay. Um, okay. Now me. Mm-hmm. Now you. Tempted by this one here. Mm. Tempted. Oh, yep. No. Yep. What you got? What you got? What you got? Peter Skudra. Oh yeah. <laughs> All so white good. pad everything. So good. <laughs> even like it's so obscure that they have him in yeah. players' gear. Yeah, and they have his full yeah. government name. They just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> All right, John. We we left you some dog shit. <laughs> oh my <Thank> god. <laughs> yeah. I'd, oh uh, man. I'd have a better chance of taking a shit in the box and marking the <laughs> food. That's true. Uh. uh. I'll blame you. Man. I feel like we had an Oilers Canucks recently, though. We have, and we've like, had uh, Oilers. We've could had that be Oilers like an Alex Hemsky? No, I don't think Hemsky no. ever played for Canucks. No, he I, didn't. Um, I I got I got two for Oilers I, Blue Jackets. So do I. I got two for the Oilers as well. For Oilers Blue Jackets? Yeah. Okay. I got Oilers it's Blue Luke Jackets. Richard said one of them. Just kidding. Uh, well, that's, now I got three. <laughs> Well, go ahead. You know what, Johnny? We'll go with your pick. That's a good pick. Who are you picking? Luke Richardson. Luke. Uncle Luke, one percent. Good job, Johnny. Hey. I uh yeah. who did okay, you have, Lyle? Who I thought of in that spot, but I didn't know he played for the Oilers. I'm who, not gonna lie. Who'd you have for this one, Lyle? For Oilers. Oilers. I had Rafi Torres for that one. I That's had, okay. I had Fred Brathwaite and Anson Carter. Ooh, nice ones. Um, I'm going to take uh, Oilers and Canucks, sure. and I'm going to go with Marty Jelena. Yeah, yeah, that's the one we seem to use a lot of. Yeah, it's fine. We 2%. had the, we had him before. Yeah. Lightning Canucks and Lightning played for Mike Keenan. Oh fuck! I don't even know what teams Mike Keenan coached anymore. Oh, he, he coached, coached a lot. Yeah, I know he coached so many. Um, 
Because the problem mm. is, I don't know if the timelines match up either for, for the people I'm thinking. Who are you thinking of? <clears throat> Dan Cloutier, but I think that's way too late. Yeah. If, if, yeah. Oh, fuck. Who you got? What? What? I can use Dan Cloutier oh. here. <laughs> I can use Dan Cloutier there. <laughs> I can use him there. <laughs> we did it. Dumb fucking luck. That's so good. Uh, hang on. Okay. Hang All right. On. So we have Lightning and played for Mike Keenan's the last pick. Hang on, I might have a guy here. Hang on, let me think. All right. Okay. No, I'm thinking of a. I'm thinking of when Keenan. I'm thinking of the roster when Keenan was coaching the Flyers, because that's the easiest one for me to remember. Oh. Well, them in the ring. Uh, we got. No, no, no. It was too late. Okay. It was too late. When, uh, when did when did Keenan coach the Flyers? Eight, From mid eighties. Eighty-four, eighty-four. Five to I think eighty eight eighty nine. Yeah, he was there for five years, and then he okay. went to the Blackhawks. Oh, Lyle. I got one. Yeah, I got one. All right, Doug Crossman. Oh, Doug Defenseman. Crossman. Lyle is going to be part of the under one percent with this one. Bingo, no. bango. I'll take the at one. At the one percent, we'll take. Look, look at that fucking hair. Look at that fucking hair. Reason I remembered him was because he played for Canada in the uh, the '87 Canada Cup. At the time, I didn't know who the fuck he was, and then it yeah. was you know the announcers kept saying, "And he 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 plays for Mike Keenan during the thing." And Mike Keenan was their coach at the time, so yeah. Who's I had the, to think though. Fuck. Who's the one that I screwed up and gave us the most? Like, uh, the half our the points. Carter, the Carter one. So, so the ping. Ah, Tugnot. No. Oh, Ronnie Good T. Branson. Who else we got? Uh, Ron Hansy. Ian Cole's there. You see Jokinen. Ron Hainsey. Oh. Lyle Odeline, of course. Uh, Garrow. Ty Conklin. No. Damn it. Funky Jan Herdina. Oh, no. I think I went too fast to the Carter. Dick Tarnstrom. <laughs> Mike Rupp. Daryl Sador. Jordan Leopold. Holy shit, Oh, can't miss Chris, Chris Beach. Chris Beach. I didn't know he played in Columbus. Come on, there's zero chance he went that far west. That's <laughs> fucking bullshit. He went out. He and went away from '83. He's like, no, nope. got lost. He, he wow, run. wow. Not a lot wow. of zero percent. No one, no one cheating on that one. I mean, yeah, but there are some people that I guess we should have known more than Jeff Carter. Yeah, Damn it. it's okay. Well, I, I mean, don't think any of us. To, yeah, any of us really kind of. We all kind of brain farted on that. So well. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't think of anybody else to talk. I was just like, nah, fuck it. That's all I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you you chug along, you get a flow, and then you hit one square, and it's just like, I can only think of one I, name. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad I dumb lucked into that Dan Cloutier spot. Holy oh shit! Oh my god, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious, man. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I can get that. Hey. We got there. <laughs> as soon as you said it, oh, I'm thinking Dan Cluche for that one, but I don't think, nah, I don't think. Oh! Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Ah, <laughs> uh, good uh, time. I mean, we still did, did well. The average I uniqueness is 293. Yeah, 293 is the average yeah. uniqueness, and we got 63 or 67. Yeah, but, but 34% of it was one person. That's all good. We got got under a hundred. I think that's what I would what much rather for. that we complete the whole damn thing and you know, yeah, 
any, you know, yeah, it's great if we can have a nice low uniqueness, but at the end of the day, it's just better than, you know, we could only get like, you know, five. Right, right exactly. Uh, there we go. All right, Lyle. So, thank you. Thank you, Mark Bergevin. Good job, Mark interesting Bergevin. Interesting puzzle. Glad yeah. you're, you got a lot to do on your plate with the LA Kings that you can fucking do Puck Dukos. <laughs> Really makes me hey, feel great about the Kings. Puck, everybody plays Puck Duco. Yeah, but they don't make the Puck Duco, though, Lyle. You can play the Puck Duco, true, but can you true. make you the play Puck the Duco. Puck Duco? Well, but he played with a lot. You know the, you know the Puck Duco I want to see? If you're going to start dragging out former players and have them pick their former teams, Mike, Mike Sillinger. Sillinger. yeah. Put, or Ray Whitney, he'd be another well, good one. Well, they do do that uh, Super Duco where it's like 16 squares. Yeah. Four by four. Uh, that's that's yeah. definitely a Mike Sillinger one. That's a Mike Sillinger one right there. No yeah. way. Mike Sillinger is like 36 squares. <laughs> He's going to be like a six by six grid. 36 and degrees of separation. Every team, it'll be six teams at the on the side and six teams are drawn on the top that Mike Sillinger played for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you have to guess which one he, he missed. In the section and put that on the end for extra credit points. Yeah. <laughs> or teammate, teammate of Mike Sillinger. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, damn I mean, it. At that point, though, couldn't you literally put anybody in the league? Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. You're starting to get to that point. <laughs> for anybody in the league who was in the league during that period of time that he was there. <laughs> That's when you put in like Kevin Bacon. Right, and yeah. Or or you do a played with Sean Burke on one tier, played with Mike Sillinger on another tier, and see who they intertwine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. We're saying yeah, some see, players ours, got around. Ours would be Andrew Castles and Andrew Buretta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Name the Andrews. Oh no. Uh, all right. <laughs> I want to see Marks. Yeah. Because Mark would just have random teams and then like block shots. <laughs> uh, that guy with great hair. War number twenty-four. <laughs> Where is Mark tonight? He is, tra- he is traveling. Uh, ah, he is traveling, yeah. Yep. He is on. He is putting... He's traveling to the same place that I'm at already, though. Yes. Ah. So he, he just has more family to yeah. intel. <clears throat> so. Well, Lyle, thank you again. Appreciate your time, as always. Oh, thank and you, guys. We will talk we'll to do you. this again next week as we get closer to Christmas. It'll be... Christmas. It'll be yeah. fucking December. And that break that people are talking about, right? Oh, Johnny, when 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 we get done, do me do me a favor, just shoot me your uh, your uh, address, your mailing okay. address, four five four. Got it. You have a you you have a, you will have a Christmas gift gift coming. Oh, that's well, it'll be there in mid January. Right. Exactly. Well, no, if he puts hockey on it, they'll get there faster. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> Everything Canadian posts faster. So. <laughs> Yeah, says hockey. <laughs> uh, all righty, Lyle. Have a good one, buddy. We'll see you soon. Take care, guys. There Bye-bye. he goes. It's Lyle Richardson. SpectresHockey.net, at Spectres Hockey on all the socials, and away they go. Uh, Johnny P, shout out. Shout outs. Um, I'll give a shout out to my mediocre Photoshop skills. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I, uh, my mediocre Photoshop skills combined with my uh, creativity and lack of care really comes through to uh, show show true for the potential. Yes, uh, shoddily Photoshop uh, photos is what I'll be doing from now on. <laughs> that would be my next gimmick. Your next venture. Um. <laughs> uh, uh... I had another shout out, but I forgot it during Puck Duco.
happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me next week. Oh, I do have to give a shout out to Jess. Um, Jess is fantastic. Jess works for the Black Bears. Um, I have uh, my uh, Christmas project that I had going on. I think I told you about it already uh, with the, the things and the stuff. Oh, yeah. Christmas. Um, and uh, and she sent me a listing of all of the people that work on game day, which in no way, shape, or form did I realize there were that many people. There's a lot of people. Uh, so, so I had to order 25 more cards. Like, too sweet. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate that. I cross-referenced my list with Jess's list, and that was very far off. Okay. Um, so, a lot of things, a lot of things coming uh, to the house here shortly, and uh, yeah, that might be it. If uh, if you're talking and something pops into my brain, then uh, then I can think about it. But uh, yeah, I forgot my I forgot my shout out. I had a, a decent shout out too, like a real one. Mm. Oh well. Next time. Um, shout out to Ryan, uh, who held the uh, stack sale with these sick patches. So, add to my sick pack co- patch collection, and my caps, my caps personal collection with the uh, the uh, signature Oli Coles. Apparently, has a barcode on it. So, don't know what happens when you scan it. Take it to shop right. Uh, scan you it should there. definitely bring up the Amazon app and scan it. <laughs> Oh, this was approved by Ted Saskin, so you know it's true. Um, man, that's about it. There's nothing much, me, nothing much going on. It's cold. It's colder now. Got that going for it. It's cold. So, see how it goes. But that's it. That's all for Johnny P. I'm Scotty Wallace. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Face Off Hockey Show, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Um, uh, catch us on all the social medias at FOHS Radio. That's on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Blue Sky and Twitter. And um, yeah, catch you next week when uh, we'll have more stuff and hopefully less uh, less crap going on with the Blackhawks and all that other good stuff. So until we talk to you next week, peace. <laughs>